I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gowan, Jason Sherlock embrace. Dublin are the history makers. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Kieran McDonald, it's high, it's over! Will he ever get a more vital one than that? I know Joe done a person assassination of him this morning. It was not an assassination of him. We, ha- we have to look, we have to look at the context. The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Hi there, you're very welcome along to GR with me, Darren O'Sullivan. I managed to survive week one and I'm back for week two. I'm delighted to be joined today by two All-Ireland winners, former Dublin footballer Dennis Bastic and former Donegal footballer Ian McGee, who managed to survive week one as well. Welcome to the show, boys. Cheers, Darren. Thank you. Welcome back, Eamon. We're back for more punishment. Yeah, it lasted longer in the show than in Hell Week, I think it lasted. <laughs> it's all positives here. Yeah. But uh, I suppose, look, we'll start straight away with Division 1. Um, it's been a massive league so far. Uh, Kerry, obviously... Guaranteed top spot at the moment. You have our man Mayo playing out for maybe the final spot as well. And you have five teams who could get relegated. So I suppose, look, seeing as we have a dub and we have a Donegal man, we're going to start in Crow Park. Um, and I think you tipped Donegal to win that game. But I'm going to start with Dennis because the dubs are back. They're back. They're back. I wouldn't say back to their best, but uh, definitely some green shoots, definitely signs of improvements. I think that's what you're looking for. Bit maybe all over the place initially for the first few games, but nice to see improvements, scores all around the pitch, momentum, all that that really good stuff that looking out for and down to the last game, which we thought it would be, and it's up to them, it's in their hands now. Yeah, like watching on from like they're more familiar look to them now at the moment, I suppose people always forget about the first few games once you're winning the last few and you're going into yeah. championship with a bit of form. And I suppose from a Donegal point of view that form is still a bit up and down. There was positive signs last year with McBrearty, but I suppose take out the maybe fortuitous goal and there was probably a bigger defeat on the cards. 
Yeah, listen, there there was positives. There was positives and there has been positives throughout the league for, for Donegal and we have to remember how many injuries there are in the squad. Mm. Jamie Brennan's not not himself. He still is a bit to go in terms of that match pace of things. Michael Langan, who arguably is one of their second of Murphy, most important players. You know, Hugh McFadden's getting more game time into him, so he's an important cog in the, in the Donegal. And, and, you know, there's just... Once Declan has everybody going, you know, and going well, I think we'll I think we'll still be in that top five, definitely top six bracket. But it's just about getting everybody on field and, you know, getting that flow. And to be going to O'Donnell Park, which is a complete graveyard for for Donegal teams down down through the that's in Larry Kenny down through the years, you know, dependent on points is just not a, not a nice place to be. Yeah, and I suppose going back to the dubs, I suppose the last couple of games, even the games where they weren't going well, Dean Rock, Brian Fenton, Kieran Kilkenny, they were the fellas who were standing up and obviously Dennis, you'd know them well, like, and mm. they've developed into huge leaders. Like, I'm just wondering what they're actually like around the dressing room because you see them on the pitch and they were the ones carrying the can even when things weren't going right. And again, the last of you, McCarthy back as well. And Obviously, from the outside in, you're like, I'd love to know what the boys are up for. You fly in the wall, kind yeah, of picking yeah. up a few secrets. No, look, it's yeah. I think your big players, you're looking for that leadership piece, and that, I think that's what differentiates the the really good players from the excellent players. So when when things are up against you, you're looking for them to kind of step up and do something different or drag the team. And it was on their heads for for a long time there, just maybe on their own. So with a few more bodies, you see Scully performing well yesterday, Howard as well. Um, so I think it takes a bit of a, an ease or the edge off what they have to do. But no, look, I think when you've got players and you know what they're doing and they're making the right decisions and it's so much more easier for the team, you know, when you're standing side by side and you know he's going to do the right thing with the ball at the right time, that makes a huge difference for the team. And that's what those guys really do. Very few turnovers, very few giving away the balls and they seem to make the right decisions at the right times. Yeah, I suppose uh, watching it the last day, it was a lot more of a Dublin look to it and like that, the understanding was there between the players, which obviously makes the decision making easier. And I suppose a player that was back the weekend, James McCarthy, probably will go down as arguably for a lot of people the greatest player to ever play the game, which is big press for a Kerry man, I suppose. <laughs> and himself and Michael Murphy had some yeah. battle. I know him and you hate the, the question of should Michael Murphy be stuck on top of the square? But he got a great goal in there. But for a long part of that, he was sitting there and they weren't looking up at him. Yeah, no, they were sharp It's not players. that I hate the question. Like it's, it's a valid question, but, but I'm just sick of the debate. Mm. And, you know, Michael is probably one of the grateful forwards when he gets an opportunity to play. But, he, but he's so good that the players that are there just... There's a void left when mm. Michael goes inside. And I just don't think there's enough players stepping up to fill, fill that. And, you know, we, we have to remember... Natural kick passers in terms of the the Donegal aspect of the football and how they play the game. Maybe they don't have the best natural foot passers to get that type of ball in. Um, even the one Ryan put in on Sunday there, it was going towards the keeper. I still think the keeper should have had that, but Michael done so well to maybe palm it into the goals. And you know, it's just we all talk about Michael leaving him inside, but if if we're not getting the right type of ball, and you know, if people out the field aren't filling that void that he leaves then we, we can't afford to leave him in there. Yeah, I suppose it's one of the arguments that's been around for a while if you only had two Michael Murphys because like you said, he is so influential out the field as well, just his influence on everyone else around the place and sometimes you wish Michael Murphy was outside kicking it into Michael Murphy. <laughs> exactly, and, and when Michael's out, he's looking for the ball, he looks to kick yeah. it in and he, he did that in the first maybe 10, 15 minutes where he spotted Jamie, he spotted Paddy and he's looking to kick and you always notice that 
is when you boys come out the field that these are mad because you know that you, how to kick it in and you know what type of ball goes in and Michael's is always playing with the head up and like and n- not a lot of players would do that all the time play with the head up and look 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 to put it in there yeah and like I suppose we found out over league as well the ball always moves faster than the than the running player and on that kicking note I'm going to go to Kerry and Armagh um, it was an interesting game I actually thought Kerry were very sloppy in the first half but I think the one thing Jack has brought to them obviously they're gone back to kicking but mm-hmm. their defensive play for me has been a huge positive Ty Morley playing a centre back has been sweeping really well and there was a funny tweet from Justin McNulty he was saying how Pat Spillane now has changed puke football down to tracking back and hard work and work great but I suppose this puke football thing has gone back it must be 20 years ago he said that so yeah. I don't think Was that in 2011 Dennis? No famous game. <laughs> So um, like, It was a big game A big win for Kerry I think But I thought our man Were a small bit off the boy They've been my favourite team To watch so mm-hmm. far this year They were hard hit Until the last day But um, I think if Kerry Had their shooting boots on It could have been A different game Kerry, they, Kerry looked comfortable mm. Like I know there was, a, there was a goal chance There at the end For, for our man Which could have you know, Brought them back into it But I think overall they just they look strong they look stronger on the day they look more composed and yeah back to that work rate piece it's what you love to see on your team is like three or four fellas going around the Armagh guy with no chance of yeah. doing anything with the ball so and they're big lifts for the team as well you know a big turnover gets big big boosts and it just drives your team on Yeah something we haven't seen from Kerry either geez, for a number of years it's been the age old argument with Kerry I suppose that they don't defend well they don't track the runners but even the first half the last year you could see it was very visible on TV that Kerry had two players sitting either side of the D so if our mad they come out they were looking for the kick there was no kick on mm. which obviously gave the Kerry players a chance to get back thought Stephen O'Brien and Adrian Splam worked very hard again yesterday and that's an area that Jack has obviously prioritised and obviously Paddy Talley's gone in there and he's changed a few things but um, no I think it's it's been positive for Kerry but at the same time very positive for our mass so they'll be going into the last game for me we've, we've mentioned it last week in the show how the, the league title it's a, it's a big medal mm-hmm. so you're looking at from an Armagh point of view the chance to get to a league final another game before they played in a gone championship Crow Park yeah you can't play enough games in Crow Park mm-hmm. and that's why you can't understand why more teams don't put emphasis into the league get into a league final which is a big final in Crow Park and you can't beat the experience of winning in Crow Park so it'll be interesting now going forward yeah, and I think you know to get to Crow Park and you know, put in performance for Armagh you know if I'm in the Armagh camp I'm McGinney I'm thinking fine tune the machine more play against the better players because you, you'll whatever you do in the training field you'll never beat the game mm. game day and the decisions you make and what you learn and you know that's going to take the team on and you know, you talk about a good league. The fact that the season's shorter now, it's so vital to have that momentum. Oh, it is, yeah. And like, like we we mentioned it last week as well. Division one is cutthroat, and even going back to especially when we would have started, it's a different competition in the league then to what it is now. Like, there's no such thing as a team come back. We'd say they're not up to match speed, but they're mm. all fit. They're all. Yeah. None of them are carrying a few, yeah. few extra I, pounds. I used to laugh in, in the league. You know, you'd always get these uh, rookies flying and leading the laps. Yes. And, you know, first league game or two, they were getting out in front and, you know, they were winning ball. And then come April, May time, when the challenge games, when everybody got to that level, yeah. you know, they were gone. And you, were, you used to think, you don't have that opportunity now. You have to hit the ground running. And that's it. I think like the days of starting the league off sluggish. I don't think you can do it anymore. Do you know you have to be up to the pace. It, it is so heavy metal now. It's game on game, and like there's no time for coming back unfit and trying to get up to speed. And 
I suppose the last day we, I was hoping Kerry would give David Clifford a weekend off and part of me obviously delighted he didn't get it because he came on and he, he tore it up in the second half but I was delighted then for the, the big crowd that were in our as well the last day mm-hmm. it was a full house and the crowd that went to him after obviously I've seen a few tweets and people so happy that their kids got onto the pitch and saying, that, that's what you want to see and in fairness to him like, the goal wasn't great um, it wasn't a great finish but uh, celebration wasn't celebration. great either <laughs> <laughs> it needs a bit of work but I think Donahue's been telling him to do it supposedly yeah. so look he, he he proved to be the difference again and he just looks Is there concern over, the, over liability on him I think as a team? There has to be like I suppose look Shawnee wasn't playing either last year but Jack Savage came in and played in the 40 and I think he had 5 points 3 from play which was good going Um the disappointing for me, I think you had Killian Splan and Tony Brosnan. Tony, who'd been very good the two mm-hmm. games prior, had a great opportunity. Like, because there's one for me, there's only one spot up for grabs at the moment on that forward line, and it's either going to be Killian, Tony, or Paul Ganey. And Killian and Tony got a chance to start, and they just didn't take it yesterday. Whatever mm-hmm. was in it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they're just off colour. So Kerry are still very reliant on them. I think they have enough quality if he's not there, but. They still, like he came on the last eight, one two, and that was the difference in the in the mm. end. Like because Kerry were wasteful up to then. Yeah, and you know, Clifford doesn't get injured. They beat Tyrone last year, and have yeah. Kerry moved on from that? That's what you know you, you, you'd wonder. And you're going out to prepare for Kerry. You just think we stop Clifford, we go Great a long chance. way mm. to stopping mm. this. Well, that's the thing, and I think the one thing I've noticed during the league and Paddy's been good, um, but teams have left him off. Whereas last year. Tyrone put Conor Myler on him mm-hmm. and it nullified him and in fairness to Paddy first instinct is head up and look for the brother Yeah, yeah. so you nullify that which Tyrone did last year which I think the teams will do in Championship 2 because they will sacrifice someone the difference between like that was a great ter- Kerry team uh, you played in you stopped the Gooch you didn't stop that Kerry team mm-hmm. you know there are mm-hmm. plenty of other lads to step up and I, I just don't see that at this Kerry team now I still think they probably will win the All-Ireland but if someone comes up with some kind of master plan to stop Clifford then two bodies I think you could even go as far as sacrifice too I, I, yeah I, I, I think it's the way to, probably the way to go in terms of look at hate building him up and I like on this stage at the moment you're there going Kerry do look the most likely but I do think a lot of teams that know they'll be playing Kerry later on the line will have a plan in place for mm-hmm. him and then it is a test of character and, and I suppose unfortunately a lot of these boys haven't shown that they have the character now hopefully from a Kerry point of view they do show that they have this year but I think Tyrone put the blueprint there for teams last year and we'll go straight on to them then they had a great win against Mayo in terms of the performance for me I, I wasn't gone on it personally what do you reckon Eamon? Tyrone are, are they're a hard to even understand now because I just didn't give them a hope at all last year and they go and won, won the All-Ireland I, I just thought it was year one of their you know the way they were going to start the new way they were going to play and I think you know that result in Kerry they learn an awful lot down there and the reality is, if if Clifford didn't get injured, they don't win that game. You know, he had to come off with cramp. I still think Kerry would have got over the uh, got over the line. And again, we're I don't think any of us are convinced in Tyrone. But the fact is that they'll they save the best for the championship, and they have that belief and they have that arrogance that all the top teams have or top teams need. And you know, they they'll fancy themselves coming into the summer. Yeah, like that day, the great starting to five points after 13 minutes and Mayo just didn't look to themselves and in the second half you know I was expecting more from Mayo but they just looked devoid of ideas up front which is similar to Kerry with defence it's an age old compliment or complaint with Mayo that the forwards just 
no, it was an experimental team, but it was disappointing for Mayo in the second half. Yeah, you would have think there would be much more drive to go on and win that game to try and get to the final. Um, kind of the personnel changes, and but from Tyrone's point of view, to go take a really bad, what I would call a bad defeat the week before to go, I'd say the the week in training, whatever went on or discussions, like there would have been a lot of looking at each other and seeing is this what we're about? Then we're not too far away from championship, and they go out and put a good performance in and win comfortable enough I would say you know against Mayo so yeah that was the thing even though Mayo had a good bit of ball they never seemed to be they created nothing they had a couple of good long range scores quite a few bad bad misses Mm. and bad options taken but from a Tyrone point of view like I'll go back to the first 10 or 15 minutes they looked like the old mm-hmm. I don't know if they run out of steam or maybe it was just too easy but the amount of turnovers they had you had Peter Hart and you had Conor mm-hmm. Myler kicked five points between them from play outstanding scores Kieran McGeary was working hard and he hadn't had the best league I suppose the pressure of being player of the year he's kind of gone back to basics now and it's, it is just work hard and keep it simple because he yeah. had a couple of shots that probably should have done better with but he played well and a few more of them are just starting to Take a bit, take a bit more, and tick tick the boxes and get back into the groove. But the thing about the game, you know, Mayo, they're so frustrating because they worked so hard to get into it, and then they just kicked themselves, kicked it away, kicked them, shot themselves in the foot, and um, you know, personnel changes and all that. It's a theme with Mayo in terms of you know their game management, their ability to get over the line. And is the personnel thing and changing up? Another way of getting an excuse saying, oh, we we're trying things out, but is it a bit late for trying things out? Aidan O'Shea at, at six, it's, yeah. He did, he did. We played quite well against Kerry. No, I know it wasn't at six. We played quite well, taking away the late free conceded. It's just a hard one. For me, I'd be a big fan of Aidan O'Shea. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the style of football Mayo have suits him. I think in another county, he'd be one of the Gets main him. men and he still is because he's a leader but I just don't think they can find a place to fit him at the moment obviously Dermot O'Connor wasn't playing the last day for me he has to be on the 40 because the way he started the league and I'm not sure what the story is with Killian because he's missed a lot of football is, yeah. and he, if he's if they're going to be competing they need him up front helping out Ryan O'Donoghue who, who has been a huge plus this year he, he's pro- proved to be a good leader as well the, the, the thing and you just go back to the personnel changes it, it doesn't matter like the, the theme remains the same you know what's been happening with Mayo back to the, the big battles they had against Dublin and you know any time they're such a team that I respect so much but you know they're so frustrating in terms of how many chances like and it's the same thing throughout the years and it just reminded me so much you know Kevin McLaughlin made so many bad decisions when they when they got into within you know touching distance off Tyrone Kevin McLaughlin made so many bad decisions and just you know they lost momentum then when they when they had Tyrone in the wreck and mm. that seems to be the way they owe what, what they do throughout the years Yeah and I suppose Dennis we were talking about it off air about the importance of getting to a league final it's a national final it's a big final in Crow Park the opportunity to win it and the more games you play in Crow Park especially big ones and the more wins you you have there and collecting silver you think that'd be a big thing for Mayo now going into the last league game where they will look yeah. to get, put their best team out there and for me like we talked about Rafael, and you mentioned last week about your league medal they are important medals I know it's not the championship but winning's a habit for mm-hmm. me what do you think about Mayo going forward surely with God they have to be thinking get to a I final think, and win I it even the small things like going on the bus the journey mm. the grow ball all these guys maybe haven't experienced that to get to do that uh, early in the year 
to prepare yourself for, for the year ahead in case it crops up again like Armagh or whatever the case may be might be coming down for, for a final so you can't really replicate that anywhere else or any condition mm-hmm. so and again the league I always found um, obviously we, we took it very very seriously that you go we were heading into the Lancer Championship so we knew the quality of our opposition wasn't at the, the level it was at in the in the Division 1 for a period of time and that's not being disrespectful but that's what we were faced into so I know Mayo and Galway are their, are their main threat um, but after that maybe they don't have another really tough tough battle till later on in the year so you really like even as a player also just the training I'd much rather be preparing for a match 100% yeah than, than going back in and doing your runs or doing whatever the case you had to do instead of going out and playing a match So and you mentioned there the experience of preparing for that final the bus journey staying overnight in Dublin playing the game and we mentioned a lot of the players wouldn't have that experience but in fairness without making a, a dig a lot of the experienced players don't have a lot of experience of winning mm-hmm. them games that's not a dig it, yeah, it's yeah. just a fact it's and a like, reality yeah it? and the more games you play or big games you play and you get over the line that's that's a habit that brings confidence and then coming down the stretch the last 5-10 minutes that's what you draw back on we were here 100%. before we won yeah. here yeah. so like we mentioned the challenges for them coming up I suppose you mentioned Leinster and there seems to be another team coming hot in Leinster and Kildare against Monaghan Monaghan again good one week bad the next but Kildare missing Daniel Flynn were outstanding yesterday some of the scores were incredible so from a Dublin point of view it's probably good for them knowing that they have a proper challenger coming yeah 100% and that's not like double amount to overlook any other teams that they might meet along the way but definitely the competition is, is better to put 24 scores in any game is, yeah. is fantastic you know and again going through they look to have confidence they look to have a bit of belief in themselves they look to just really be enjoying their football when you look in you see them and, and they're, they're really having a good go and you know will they will they stay up that's the that's, that's the thing, the thing. There's, there's five teams that can go yeah. down I suppose from a Monaghan point of view like they've avoided the drop and they've been in this position so many times but they do have the dubs coming it's I don't know it's, it's, it's a, a big ass like big a, ass. you know Monaghan are the type of team that you know just might pull it out because there's so much about them and they have so much character but just to go back to Kildare it's so it's great to see it's great to see a team you know a Kildare team coming back because for I'd say about 10 years just psychologically Leinster teams just just accepted yeah mm. uh, just to be second best to Dublin and at the side of it I don't know does Dennis agree with this now but the side of the Dublin jersey they just lay down yeah. and uh, I think that you know went right throughout the province and they suffered for it so it's good to see and especially the way the personnel Leinster or Kildare have in, in charge of them now and you know they have real men that genuinely care about the real Kildare men that's the point I'm trying to get at and they want Kildare to do well and it's just great to see them to push push yeah. on with that yeah and like you said 24 scores is nothing to turn your nose up to and the forwards they seem to have a lot more scoring forwards obviously we mentioned Daniel Flynn was missing the last day but like Kerwin kicked a couple of scores the last day now he wouldn't have been a name that I was too familiar mm. with like some of the scores they kicked the last day from all over the pitch all, all of the forwards were chipping in with him so it, like for me it's pleasing but they looked they looked very athletic which yeah, they always have good, I know yeah. they're adding yeah. in the bit of the football and I know Galvin's involved there how much he's doing I don't know I'm not even sure if he's there in match days but they do seem to have a bit about him like you mentioned the backroom team it's all looking positive for them and like the way I've been very impressed with them during the league and yet they could still go down because still it's down, so yeah. ruthless so it's going to be an interesting finale in the league obviously 
Kerry the only team probably with nothing to play for but to be nice to give Tyrone a bit of pressure as well so it'll be interesting last week of the Division 1 yeah so what you're trying to say is that Donaghy's in Armagh Galvin's in Kildare and any positives are <laughs> just purely down to the Kerry man that's coming from your mouth now not mine <laughs> well I'm paraphrasing you there <laughs> but uh, like that we, we mentioned Division 1 how how exciting it's been and it, it has been very positive for be fair even the teams that are struggling they've learned a lot from it and they've a lot going forward and a lot of teams are coming into form at the right time Division 2 3 and 4 are exactly the same I suppose going into the game the weekend Derry and Galway I was expecting maybe a bit more fireworks and it kind of backfired on Derry going against the wind in the first half Galway mm-hmm. seemed to be motoring well at the moment and I was a bit unsure going into Division 2 it's a lower standard but they seem to be going well and a big win the weekend without Shane Walsh so positives there as well for them yeah, you know, D- Derry, I think, you know, Shane McGuigan losing them to the suspension. He got the yellow card overturned, but then he got suspended by wh- whatever uh, he said. To th- that, that was ridiculous because the same happened to me against Mayo with Goff actually as well yeah. for a supposedly a body check on Killian O'Connor hmm. when I was going defending. And it was a black card, but I got suspended for the giving out. The and the only reason I actually gave out was because they ignored me when I asked what it was for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I cracked me up the weekend. And, and I think that would have took a lot of wind out of their sails. Mm. You know, w- one of their main men and unfairly uh, suspended, I thought. And, you know, I, th- I think you, you, they needed everybody going down there because Galway are probably a Division 1 team and Derry are just maybe not a Division 1 team. They're just on that edge yeah. of Division 1, Division 2. And they needed everybody there and they needed to be going 100%. And it just, just didn't work out for them. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, they went against the Breeze in the first half. They conceded three goals. Two of them were actually turnovers and a poor kick-out. But I was there on my own head going, I thought it was a funny one to go against the Breeze. I personally prefer to go with the Breeze mm-hmm. initially, try and build up a lead, build a bit of confidence and see the wind can always was, change. Yeah, and is that something that was... That kind of look from the weekend that the teams who started off with the with the breeze actually got a foothold mm. early on and went on to win the games. Like I think it was a common common thread throughout a number of the games across the weekend. So, but yeah, if you if you get a bad start and then you know you're, it's a big it was a big big hill to climb then in the second half for them. So, yeah, and like that, Keen O'Neill's above a Kildare at the moment. Obviously, we'd known well done in Kerry, and look, he's had a big. He was with Kildare, and he was with. Um, Tipperary down the line so it'd be interesting to see exactly what his role is with Kildare because I remember when he came or with Galway sorry but when he was with Kerry I remember at one stage he was trying to do a bit of work with the forwards but we were kind of a bit more off the cuff and he would be saying if Gooch moves here you go there and if this fella goes here you and I remember just going I was so confused I remember looking at Mikey Sheen <laughs> and Mikey was just kind of looking back and I was like oh this is very confusing but whatever he's doing above or helping out doing it seems to be working they are kicking a lot of big scores and they're going for gold. Yeah. yeah. And and that that's funny you say that, like, because I don't think there'd be any way need to tell the likes of yourself and the Gooch and these boys how to play the game. You know, obviously play within certain parameters, not everybody way going off doing your own thing, but it's just some coaches just like to control everything and it's just about getting that balance and you know, he he seems to he seems to have it there in, in Galway because Shane Walsh would put him in the same bracket as as them carry forwards that you just got to let him do his own thing while still playing within the parameters of how uh, you know we w- the teams attack. Yeah, and just going back, when the best advice I ever got going out in the field was from Jack or Eamon, and they always got, just do what you do. 
Now, I know you need a bit of structure, but more often <laughs> than just, yeah, just, <laughs> just do what you do and it's a grand. But no, like, I, I suppose... I, I think there, there's, there's definitely room for... Uh, what suits the, the team best team. you know so if if you're looking for a guy to make a run of this position because it opens up X, Y and Z and plus you would have really intelligent footballers then some fo- footballers who aren't as mm. intelligent you know so they're really good players but maybe if they did something tweaked it slightly it just opens up a whole new new different level for the team so I think there there is merits in so, some form of mm. obviously a great deal of coaching but in trying to have these frameworks and then as an add-on it's like go do what you do best play off the cuff you Con- see it Conley was your for. best example of that Jeremy he was yeah. the yeah do you know like, and he was a player do you know when Dublin were struggling in the first few games I was like they could actually do with someone like him now at the moment who would when they were getting a bit pedestrian he would have just done something yeah. kind of and look it was frustrating at times with, mm-hmm. with them as well because everyone else is doing a certain thing and then he something's up but then he, he pulls it off so you know, so there's no yeah. No, no I was always told to skip the ball <laughs> off. <so. laughs> yeah. That's my only yeah. keep it safe. But going back to Galway, and I suppose like they're preparing for Mayo. Who look, we spent a bit of time on already, and like we said, Galway are the top scorers in in Division Two. They're getting a lot of goal things. Thirteen goals in six games. I suppose we were talking about Mayo earlier in the chat about you know their lack of scoring power. If Galway can get a couple of goals against Mayo. The question will be asked: Can they create enough opportunities to pull it back? And that'll be the worry. Despite Galway probably playing lesser opposition throughout the year so far, it just all depends what Killian O'Connor, where how far away he is, and because uh, he's he's going to chip in with you know six seven points a game, mm. and it just depends where he is. And if Galway bring it, they're going to score goals. You know that seems to be the way with Mayo; they they concede goals. And if Mayo bring the intensity that they can bring have Galway learned enough in Division 2 to deal with that and that, that that's really the the reality of uh, when, when them two teams meet can Galway deal with the intensity and is Killian O'Connor going to be available yeah Killian obviously is going to be a big one for me he's the most intelligent forward in Gaelic football I just think he he has a great knack of obviously getting the scores with mixing the dark arts as well mm-hmm. he's well able to do them silly fouls that oh jeez I didn't mean it but gets away with it yeah <laughs> how is he going to be up to scratch like he's played very little football now in two years it's a and it's hard injury. going like and we mentioned Ryan O'Donoghue and he's done really well but he doesn't have much support up there they are still very yeah. reliant on him but I was I was looking at uh, Dean Rock yesterday I think you you carry a free taker not that mm. Dublin are carrying Dean but looking at how important he is for the team how accurate he is on the frees you know you need a player that you can rely on Killian O'Connor's that yeah. player you know if he's maybe not match fit he's still able to kick the freeze takes a bit of the heat off O'Donoghue as well and you, and you put him on the team if he's twerking. he's a good comparison actually Dean Rock with Killian O'Connor because the bottom they, their movement is so good you'd be looking yeah. at they don't have exceptional pace but they always seem to have right space place. and they move at the right times to create space for other players so like you said even if he's not 100% fit he has the experience and the knowledge and the intelligence to get himself through games without being at 100% which is obviously be a big thing like that the leadership he'd show it's obviously going to be a huge plus if they can get him back because I suppose similar to the Conor Callan argument for Dublin I don't, I don't, I'm not hearing how close he is to being back or what exactly the issue is Yeah you know? well look he's, he's not back now he's not on the bench yesterday so mm. it's unlikely that he starts the next day either so you think he's just yeah prime for, for championship then get himself right there's no yeah. rush to get back no league final to get back for you just go give him plenty of time and come back in Yeah so it'll be interesting I suppose my old rivals Cork finally got a win Um 
A good win. Yeah, yeah a good win against Down, who were, look, Down were struggling badly with injuries. And like it was an argument I listened to on the radio. It was about soccer and it was about Liverpool fans and um, Everton. If Everton went down, Liverpool would get a bit of crack off it. Mm-hmm. slagging him but it's no good for them and yeah. similar for Kerry you'd give Cork a bit of a ribbing but it's no good for for Kerry football I don't think it's any good for the GA seeing Cork go to Division 3 that's just my opinion because I think Cork is such a big county we need them competing but it was a good win and they had Sherlock there in the forward too I think he kicked 1-7 and they were Serious brilliant scores yeah. yeah so it was a good for a badly needed win but you see pictures of the attendance it was it was fairly sad looking no in fairness so mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they can kick on a big game against Offaly now in the last game yeah I think it goes to the wire um, that's going to be good momentum they're positive now after that good performance going in with their tails up and, and going put it back to back and they kind of they need that going into the championship you know they've, they've got it all ahead of them to do in the, in the summer time facing to a Kerry who are league finalists now so you know that's that's going to be tough outlook for them for yeah, the months ahead. I think winning the last two games, no matter how bad the league is, if you can finish on a bit of a flurry, mm. like we mentioned Dublin earlier, they can, they'll be looking to win, finish with three wins on the trot. It'll be huge for them. But I suppose on the other hand, you have Down, who are back down now to Division Three, just don't seem to have any luck at all at the moment. No, I don't. I don't think it's much to do with luck. I just think they're in a bad. They were in a bad place. I seen them last year, you know, against Donegal, and they were so so poor. Um, and you know sh- down who had a great tradition we all talk about tradition and how important it is now and surely to God they like down can fire out 15 better players than that one out than and play better mm. than than how they did last year and they they just seem to be in a, in a rut and in a hole again in this year and you don't you don't have much hope for them in terms of I think that's another team that has to rebuild and you see Connor Lafferty doing great work with yeah. the with the under 20s and get that crowd through and whatever else comes comes behind them and they've just got to you know, rebuild from the ground up again Yeah and obviously sticking with Cork like we mentioned they're playing Offaly next and um, one of my former teammates is involved with Offaly tomorrow so Shea's obviously living in Cork with, with a long time and he was actually tipped for the Cork um, job, job. At, at certain stages so it'll be interesting just to see like obviously they won in Ireland and the 20 as well recently so it, it's not going to be an easy game for him and obviously you have the positivity of winning this weekend and Offaly got a bad beating off Roscommon the weekend they won't want to finish the league off so on a low point so it's going to be interesting and like every division so far it's just um, every game there's, there's something to it there's very yeah. few games left that mean nothing yeah and, and even from a player's point of view now you're looking at jerseys you're looking at positions mm. you're looking at panels for championship fellas getting dropped all that kind of stuff so this is going out next weekend is like it's do or die no matter who you are no matter what your team is actually doing from, from an individual point of view it's like well this is my jersey I'm getting a chance and I want it or if your sub going to come on it's like this is probably we're going to have internal games we're going to have challenge games but not actually real life um, competition so as a player definitely you're going to be feeling it's all or nothing no matter what now next weekend no matter what the score is no matter what the, what I'm facing into it's, it's all out yeah and just I suppose coming into the last couple of games and obviously there are repercussions for relegation to the Teltian Cup it might be is it getting forgotten about already is, it, is the emphasis solely on oh you don't get to compete for the Sam Maguire instead of you're actually going down a level but it's a chance for you to get Win yourself back up because like we see it at club level the grades work 
for me personally, obviously, it's different when you're playing with a team that are competing for Sam Gore. But I, I think it's a no-brainer. Like, and it's already it's a, it's a no-brainer. Like, yeah. the, there's such a sense of entitlement out there. You know, everybody should compete. And you say it's the same in hurling. It's the same in club. It's the same in ladies football. There, there's grades. So why why should senior men's be any different? And you know, having everybody and you know everybody can compete for Sam Gore the way it is. But having the Telton Cup and people dismissing it already, I, I just think it, it annoys me, that entitlement. It annoys me, the fact that, you know, if you're good enough, you you'll play chance. for Sam Maguire. Yeah, yeah you'll get your chance. Yeah, and like, like you often say to a team, you have to go backwards, go forwards. And we mentioned it earlier about um, a couple of the teams in Division 1 getting to Crow Park and playing for Silverware. That's what you want. You want to be competing for Silverware. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have a, a lot of teams, to be fair, are competing for Sam Maguire, but they're not. You know, whereas if you go down a grade, you do get a chance to play more games against teams at your own level with the chance of silver. That has to be appealing for teams. Even if you look at your own, look at my own club or mm. the club players, you know. So you're going out, you don't get a lot, especially if you're not a, a leading club, you don't get a lot of chance to win something. So if there's a if there's a cup competition or you make a playoff at a league, there's a huge buzz around the place because you get, get an actual chance to win something. So I'd definitely be of the opinion that it's, it's got to benefit players or there's some desire. And, and I think it's up to, it, there's no us and everyone to try and, not build it up or blow up the competition, but to you know to go out and support it or to speak well about it or you know just because a team is playing at a lower division doesn't make them any lesser than anybody else. You know they're playing at the quality that they're that are able to compete, at and we should all like get behind it and, and make sure it works. Definitely, there's responsibility on the GA to to really run behind it and you know make be it a team holiday or make a real good incentive. You know, and Dennis says the feeling of winning with your team. Mm. It doesn't matter you're winning it's, it's a great place to be but sure that's the thing we, we all go back to the clubs how great it is I, I have a novice championship below in Kerry I have a junior championship unfortunately I haven't managed to get an intermediate championship but when I was playing in them they were to be on end all for me and my club and mm. we were, when we won them we celebrated them fairly well exactly. like so I, I, look I think once the GA get behind it the media get behind it it gets the coverage it, it deserves it can be brilliant for, for the GA so Hopefully now it'll start picking up instead of making it such a negative that a team won't be competing for the Sam Maguire, that they can be seen as a positive, that they're going to be competing for Silverware, that they have a great chance of winning. And I suppose a team that were unlucky the weekend, and unlucky is probably the wrong word for Mana, uh, they drew the weekend, should have won, had a point chalked off. Um, mm-hmm. Still it's beyond me. Look, people make mistakes, but I can understand how this mistake was making it. It was a very... Visible looks, point. looks obvious. Yeah, yeah. From the from the video, you would think the referee is directly uh, in line with that. It wasn't even like uh, he was fairly central as well. Even mm. where the ball landed after, I I couldn't understand it. Now he's there going. You have two umpires. You have two linesmen. Right, one linesman probably unlucky won't be the same. But you have the referee. Even the goal is reaction, and you're going to have mistakes all over the place and different decisions go different ways. But this was just ah, oh, it's criminal it's for me. One. I, I think it's just the fact that you know the referees is picking up one of the lads, taking him out for the day, and that's that's the reality. If it's it's someone like there's, and this is probably taking it a wee bit to the extreme, but he, he, because the thing is so serious now, and so much time has gone into it, you know, even umpires need the wee bit of training and you know what to watch out for. I'd say he just took the eye off it for 
it's millisecond and he missed it mm. and then because I've, I've even read the keeper's reaction even knowing yeah but well you can you can forgive it if it's up high over the post yeah, part you can you know possibly forgive it but looking at his position but what this means for for Mana like it's just like we said you put so much into the league now and we, we mentioned there is this lure of trying to compete for the Sam Maguire and get up like they would have been pushing for, for promotion as well yeah it's just you're wronged really and like you'll always feel a sense of injustice because of it um, yeah like I was trying to think have I ever been in that position I, I don't think I have I'm not sure if you have ever club or county game no Dennis it. definitely would because they never played I'd say <laughs> <laughs> so we always had they the, always had the Hawkeye no 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 I, th- I was probably on <laughs> the, 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 the other the other side of it um we were playing Kildare uh, in a in a Leinster final, Leinster semi final, and towards the end of the game, Kildare were were, were really on top. Have gave a great game, but we got a dubious free. Uh, Bernard Brogan and the Kildare defender were running out to the to the sideline to get a ball, and we and we picked up a dubious free, and we kicked the score, and we won the game. And I think that was the moment where there was a lot of yeah, a lot of anger and frustration from Kildare. So something that was so soft and something that was so important that it went our way, and we. Yeah, we won the game on the back of it. So I think very much what they were feeling is exactly what Fermanagh were feeling there yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's it's like that when you when you get the the look of the green, it's great. But mm. I just I just felt for him now and look, it's one of them ones that'll go on and look, it is human error. But it's look when things are this serious, it shouldn't be happening. And like yeah. you could nitpick the game. I think people are saying about the steps and stuff. But look, it was just it was just a poor error that shouldn't be happening that at this level. See, yeah, to be yeah. And I suppose just another talking point from the weekend was um, Watford lost by a point, but I don't think I've ever seen a GA team finish with 11 men. I think they had three red cards in one half and a black card, so they haven't been going great. They lose by a point. It was fierce effort put in by them, but to lose four men in a game... What's the number? When, is there a number that if you I hit it, know. it calls off the okay. game? It's an eight, is it? I'm eight? Is it? I'm not sure. I'm nearly sure there is now, but I I can't say what what number it is now. But you know that that's just this poor discipline this and that's this silly yeah. silly stuff. Now to have three men sent off and then a black yard and there's no whatever level you're playing at or whatever much training you're doing. There's just no excuse for that. No, and like to be fair, it actually happened. Um, discipline actually Derry against against Galway. I've seen um, the card for moting as well like there's actually no excuse for it like yeah. and it is hard to I think as a manager argue. you're looking for you know you're looking for aggression off your team you're mm-hmm. looking to stand up you're looking for, to back each other up in the field but at the same time there's there's that thin line and you know it's it's easy crossing uh, definitely it's easy crossing but at the same time if it's if it starts to build up in the team and you get three or four cards and if someone needs to make a call here to yeah, it's, just, it's like that cliche that goes around the dressing room. It says aggression, but just controlled aggression. Yeah, that's yeah, controlled yeah, aggression. Yeah. You know, never yeah, ever seen controlled like, aggression. If you get away with it, it's controlled. <laughs> if you don't get away with it, it's yeah. It's but that's the thing. And I suppose um, another huge talking point is loud. Another promotion on the cards. The Mickey Hart effect. Two two promotions in two years. It's fair going, and like what he's probably doing for GA in general down loud is is huge and. Obviously, look, I don't think they'll be eyeing a Leinster title this year, but they're going in the right direction to hopefully maybe get competitive. Yeah. Yes, 12 years since they were yeah, in the last Leinster final. So they were unlucky that day. They were very unlucky that day. So again, referee decision, yeah. umpires, yeah. you know, they're definitely one of the team. Like you said, 12 years after being wronged, it is a long time to be carrying that yeah. 
resentment or whatever like so so they're getting a bounce now they're performing well they look to be yeah, gelling together as a team and know what they're about you know and that maybe yeah that's two years under you know really top managers so be interesting to see obviously in some counties unfortunately that your league is your your best chance of, of playing football your best best chance of winning best chance of playing games and you know be interested to see how they carry on into summertime to see the, the important thing for Loud, like as he says, they're not going to be challenging for Leinster um, or even anywhere near North Ireland, but to keep the momentum going. So this group Mickey's done great work with um, is whatever comes in behind him and the back set up and just keep that, you know, success breeds and whatever way you define success or whoever you see it, success breeds success. And like for Loud to be going up now and... You know things are going well. They, it's there's a big thing to get a group behind them to keep the keep the conveyor belt going, and that's what it's all. That's what Cork need to do. Mm. Cork need to get momentum. You know, battle it out for a few years, and you know, stabilize and start start rebuilding. Down need to do the same, and, and you know, allow they're heading in the right direction. Whether you could argue the other other two teams aren't. To be fair, actually, in Cork are trying to do that. There's a big upheaval in players. Pat Spillane mentioned it on the League Sunday last night they had 15 debutants so far in the league they have a lot of injuries so, and we did mention sometimes you have to go backwards go forwards mm-hmm. or whatever like so like that you need this and sometimes you just need to wipe the slate clean start afresh with fellas who maybe don't have the I suppose the baggage from previous setbacks or whatever like and I suppose the team that I've been following very closely in the in the league has been London I suppose I I represented London way way back when but uh they lost to Cavan the weekend by a point. Um, Cavan promoted now, yeah. which is good because like, it was only a couple of years ago they were above in Division 1. I remember my first um, first year retired, I travelled up to Cavan to watch Kerry play them and Kerry pulled away in the last 5-10 minutes. But they were the type of Division 1 team that just needed to survive one season, Division 1, before they'd start push to on. push on and they just they just couldn't survive. And they were losing games in the last 5-10 minutes and they won another title and similar to Tipperary, Free fell down into Division 4 but they snuck a, a win against London which I was disappointed with because I was there going I'd love to have seen London get promoted but for Cavan now promoted maybe going into Ulster with a bit of a pep in their step Yeah and, and I think Cavan for you know the, whoever they're meeting the Ulster Championship will be sticky proposition even though they've played in Division 4 they're, they're still you you wouldn't take them lightly that's what I'd be saying Um They've, you know, we talked about momentum and taking groups through. They, they'd have great work at underage, but they've never seemed to be able to kick on. And, mm. you know, you can argue that uh, they beat Donegal in the Ulster final two to two years when the, the lockdown championship. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what happened. Nobody knows what mm. happened in terms of Tipperary one, one monster that year and Cavan one Ulster. And just... I just don't know what how how you would quantify what Kevin are about or what's going on and why they haven't been able to kick on because they do take a lot of boxes in terms of tradition, identity and you know that underage they do good work at underage but it, it just doesn't seem to work out for them now. Yeah, it's 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 a hard one to actually to explain. I suppose sometimes I suppose players just kind of fall off. You get that success at underage and it's you kind it's of tough. lose the hunger it's for it. To and stay, yeah, it's stay together as a group to things. The commitment level, time. I think, by do you know, when you put so much in at their underage level, sometimes you like to blow off a bit of steam. And I think young lads forget once you start blowing off that bit of steam, you're not that young anymore. And it's harder yeah, to get yeah, fit get again back. and up to that level of 
into county football, I suppose. But like sticking to Division Four, we have a couple of big games coming up now as well: Tipperary and London, and then you have the local Connacht Derby there. You have Leitrim against Sligo. Um, unfortunately, at the moment they're not at the same time. So hopefully the GA will do the right thing and put them together. Um, because otherwise I think if Tipperary win Saturday night they're promoted and it kind of takes the emphasis off the other game but before we go on to that I'm only getting it in my year how Eamon McGee togged out for London back in 2010 yeah back back in the day now and made the adventure to London for I think it was uh, six months and hooked up with the London lads and I uh, have the honour Kilkenny actually the football team at the time played three league games for him and I scored three points from midfield now it was man of the match lording it and you uh, somehow managed to keep that quiet yes or last week when we were talking about all these full back players going up the field kicking <laughs> scores and you kept that very well it was quiet. division four against Kilkenny footballers now, so. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go into detail no I should have just uh, scored four three yeah. points from midfield eh? so before we finish lads we're going to rock it back up to division one a lot at stake the last couple of games um, we're going to start with Dublin Monning personally I can't see Dublin's momentum being stopped in this game I think Dublin get the win and, and stay up yeah stay safe and unfortunately then Monning get relegated yeah I'm, I'm the same I just see there's too much going towards uh, Dublin I think they've progressed so much from that first game against Armagh they were nearly unrecognisable you know they weren't slick they made so many bad decisions and you know, you see that Dublin of old now coming. Maybe they're not at the level. I don't think they'll ever be at that level again. But uh, they're they're going the right direction. And and unfortunately for Monaghan, who you know really pride themselves in that Division One status, and you know they fought very hard for it throughout the years. I think you know they're they're going to they're going to lose out. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to leave that to you, really getting poor on Monaghan. But uh, who goes down with him? Because there's another four teams that could go down. Yeah, I think unfortunately it's, I think it could be Kildare after a fantastic league, played a lot of the games in really poor conditions, bad weather, narrowly defeated, um, great win obviously against Dublin, but I think they they come out to lose in the end uh, this weekend. So, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping because, you know, Donegal have to play our man in Larry Kenny, you know, I mentioned that earlier, mm. and they, they haven't got a result. They beat Kerry in 2007. And haven't won a game since. And you know, there's actually a debate in Donegal to get all the games out of Dolan Park and Larry Kenny. Um, so I don't see us getting a result. And I think Armagh will, you know, take your advice and really go for it. And you'll know, get that, uh, try and get that league final. And you know, Donegal will be hoping for uh, results to go to go elsewhere. And you you'd think that Kil- Kildare lose out. I'm I'm hoping Kildare lose out. To be honest with you, yeah, it's it's actually it's a great sign of the league that. Unless you're extremely consistent, you will get relegated, and that's 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 the way it's worked out. Mm-hmm. That you have five teams now that could get relegated, who at times have been exceptional. Mm-hmm. Like we we've raved about uh, Kildare and how good they have been in different games, and the weekend kicked twenty four points, but could still find themselves relegated due to a bit of inconsistency. And I suppose Carrier in the final, Mayo will be looking to beat Kildare, and like you mentioned there, you you would fancy Armagh maybe to beat Donegal. Who's who's getting there? I'll go. I'll go with Armagh. I, I, I think. Uh, I think the way the permutations work out, that if Armagh, you know, do well enough, that they they can get to the they can get to the league final now. So I, I'll go with Armagh. I'll I'll double that. Yeah, I think. I'd, apart from wanting to see in a minute, I think yeah, from from the get go, from the first game in Crow Park. 
I think they're the most enjoyable to watch. Uh, they really bring in a really good standard um, and eye-catching football. And I think they'll make it make it into the final and it'd be great to see them up against the, the favourites for the All-Ireland yeah, in the final. Stop, stop doing that. No, stop building up, <laughs> yeah, Kerry. The dead cert for the All-Ireland. <laughs> no, I think it'll be interesting. Like that, I, I think either way for Kerry, I actually think I'd prefer to see them play Mayo um, from a progression mm-hmm. Side of it, I just think Mayo always bring that manic yeah. intensity to a game, which I think will stand to carry because they bring this raw aggression and unpredictability. Because I think when Mayo are at their best, they are that unpredictable. They just yeah, go off the cuff, a bit kamikaze, yeah. chaotic. And yeah. I'd say that's why Dublin kind of struggled with them over not entirely. They always beat them, but yeah. they've they've always troubled Dublin, and it was just that chaotic madness that they brought. And I think that I think Kerry would struggle with it as well. I think it'd be a great test for them going forward into championship having a good test in Crow Park yeah. as well so my other my only fear for Kerry is they're becoming a bit like Cork were back 10 or 15 years ago where they're winning league after league and were falling short in mm-hmm. the championship so that's a big fear for me but look all in all I, I think it's been a, it's been a brilliant league we're looking forward to another cracking round of league games in all the four divisions um, and then it's roll on championship like two three it's weeks later it. it's, it's absolutely unbelievable because Personally, I used to hate the gap between league and championship. Anything that involved long running, (laughs) I hated it. Yeah, we got a small bit of a break for a club championship. You get away for two weeks and it was like the best thing ever. It was like on holidays for two weeks during the middle of the year. We would always stay training. We'd be knacker playing club championship. Yeah, I I think we we were the same. We would play around the championship and then... You know, it was just dog. You were dogged for them mm. a few weeks, and it was it was so horrible. You'd be just dreading going to training, and uh, I think I'd enjoy this wee break where you can, you can just look forward to football. Yeah, I I don't know what all the complaining is about retirement. It's great, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just one last question: Is there anybody throughout the leagues, one player that stood up, really made a big impact that you think could kick it on during the during the championship? Michael Murphy is full forward. <laughs> <laughs> Another full foot, Rain O'Neill. You know, Rain, Rain you know. O'Neill. Yeah, I think he was the he was the big one, and he he stood out from day one, and you know, really put himself on the shop one door. Richard played against him in a in an Ulster club semi final against Cross mm-hmm. McLennan and I kind of had him earmarked since that because he was so good and what he was kicked the way he was kicking points, and I would have marked him as the best up and coming uh, young player and in the province at the time and he seems to have kicked on now and he's the, he's the best up and coming player now in, in, in the country yeah I'm kind of torn between two players Ryan O'Donoghue because I think his leadership has been brilliant in the absence of Killian O'Connor and another player who isn't young but he could be the turning thing for Kerry which is Tyg Morley and somebody who surprised me I thought he might struggle this year because he's had a few injuries didn't have much luck the last couple of years went in at centre back and just shows that sometimes just game intelligence and leadership can steady that, a in ship. that position yeah mm. yeah, it's a crucial position on the team and if you've got someone yeah we had Keane Sullivan for a lot Keane was the years. best in the game at it mm. you know so yeah it'd be interesting now if people are targeting that in the summer as well you pull a male position and you know get a male that hole that's another thing you could do so be interesting to see how he copes with that yeah so that's all we have time for in today's show a big thank you to my two guests Eamon and Dennis Cheers, thank you and we'll see you all next week for another action packed show You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gavin takes.
Rice, Dublin are the history makers. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Give him a call. It's high, it's over. Will he ever get a more vital one than that? I know Joe done a person assassination of him this morning. It was not an assassination but of him. We have, we have to it's look, critical. We have to look at the context. The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.